Good morning. It is time to get up with the aftermath. The Lamar letdown was Sunday his best chance to bring Baltimore back to the top. Meanwhile, Mahomes will tell you the one thing he does best, which happens to be the thing that you notice the least. And then the Coach Campbell controversy. How he got it all so wrong while still getting it absolutely right. All that and a whole lot more. Let's do this thing on a Tuesday. Come on. Yeah. 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 Squad is ready to go. Jeff, Saturday's in black tie. I like the feeling there. Let's get it. No tie day. Best dressed. Yeah. Not so much. My man Hawk back with us here as well. We'll get to all the football in a moment. But we begin in the NBA. The clash of superstars, Jokic versus Giannis. Oh, look who's coaching Milwaukee these days. Oh, it's Doc Rivers. He's there. This is his Milwaukee debut. And here we go. We're in the third quarter of a one-point game. And this is Giannis. Hey, throwing it down. right there. Bucks are one-point lead now the other way. Jokic. Not nearly as powerful, but still pretty. That's still, like like dad, like dad in the driveway. You know what I mean? He had a 25-point triple-double, and now here we go. Look at Ooh, oh, oh, man. That was a better throw than anyone else in Denver had all year. Oh, wow. Let's go to the final three minutes. Bucks are down by nine, but they're working. You know Brooke Lopez has the range. Gets the change. It's a six-point game. Now, can we leave Giannis open for the three? Do we want him taking this? Yeah, this is what we want from Giannis. Now, 29 and 12 for Giannis, but on the other end, too much Denver. Jamal Murray, he had 35, and so Doc Rivers loses in his Milwaukee debut. Nuggets, the defending champs, a six-point win. So the Bucks hiring Doc to improve their play. They've got a lot of work to do. Second in the league in scoring. They put up 107 points last night, fourth fewest they've had in a game this year. Also outscored by 32 in the paint. That's a season worst. They are currently four games behind Boston for the one seed in the East. To the NFL we go, where Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are picking up the pieces after a disappointing defeat against Kansas City. Let's count the ways. In a game they lost by seven points, Baltimore had a minus three turnover differential, including two in the Chiefs' end zone, one by Zay Flowers, the other that pick into triple coverage by Lamar Jackson. Ravens also struggle to keep drives moving. Three of 11 on third down. Lamar Jackson responsible for seven of the eight failed attempts. One of six with two sacks taken. The loss, yet another for Lamar Jackson. Now two and four in the playoffs. Six touchdowns, six interceptions. All of that leading our Stephen A. Smith yesterday on first take to say this. The big story is Lamar Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, with all due respect, it was a choke job. Let's just call it what it is. What is the definition of a choke job, Shannon and D.O.? It's doing what you always do, what you're accustomed to doing, until the moment arrives, and then you don't. That is the epitome. That is the definition of what we're talking about here. All right, so Dominique, I'll start with you as our beloved former Raven. You were there in the seats the other day with your 10-year-old son who was devastated. Is that fair? Is it fair to say the Ravens choked and their quarterback choked? I mean, I think you could say for the team. I think it's a little unfair to, to say for the player as an individual. I think, like, when you say choke, 
to me, that feels like you shrivel up and you're awful in the biggest moment, like a, a clutch situation. Lamar was okay. He, well, that might be giving him more credit. Yeah. They all, as a group, were bad, and Lamar was part of the problem. I wouldn't say he choked, though, but I do think that they probably squandered one of the best opportunities that they can ever have. Uh, a, a Chiefs team that's kind of down, a home playoff game against the Texans, and then a home <laughs> playoff game against the Chiefs with this team playing as well as any team in recent history, frankly, yeah. Yeah. for them not to pull it out is, I mean, I guess choke is a word that comes to mind. Yeah, look, look if, if we're assessing blame, I see the question on our screen, who deserves the most blame for oh. the Ravens' loss on Sunday? Everything is always going to begin and end with the quarterback. I sure. understand that. But there's a person who has a voice in his helmet who I think, Jeff, is the place I would start. How Absolutely. Mont- the offensive coordinator and Harbaugh. I mean, like, like, how about, how about we run the football? Like, if you want to set a quarterback up for failure, let's have this game plan. Because that's what you exactly – you played into exactly what the Chiefs do well, and you don't do great. Like, you have been a run the football, wait for explosive plays to develop, do all those things the entire season – you get to this game, you're down 10 points, and you act like you're down 40. You're going to play drop-back football where Zay Flowers and Andrews are your two go-to, and he's just off an injury and likely he's playing something. It, it just – the game plan itself failed not only Lamar Jackson but the Ravens as a whole. And I thought when you think of a, a choke job, if you want to say the coaches and the plan going in, that was a choke job because if that was your plan and they got six little DBs back there or five DBs and three down linemen and three linemen, like everything about – about that, the way the Chiefs played it was dictating, go be physical with right. them. You're the Ravens, you're a fi- and the defense was holding serve, and you never did it. Yeah. Like, you literally never ran. I mean, Gus Edwards ran three times. Like, are you joking me? I mean, it doesn't even – there was nothing about that game plan that made any sense to me. And we're texting about it while it was going on. Yeah. I thought that was the failure. Their running backs had a combined total of six carries oh, in the yeah. game. Oh, I mean, how, how do we explain I, – I, I sit here, we're, we're whatever we are, 36 hours removed from the game, yep. and I'm still perplexed. Absolutely. I don't know what they went in thinking they needed to accomplish or why the things that were happening in the game would have changed that. It seemed like the Ravens coaching staff outsmarted themselves. They did the thing that no good team, no good player, no good broadcaster does is you played somebody else's game and you let them dictate and change what you had been so successful at. You are a running football team and you have the ability to throw it when they packed the box and they That's didn't right. have to do that. And so it seemed like the Ravens came into this game with the mindset that, oh, the the Chiefs are going to throw this at us, so we're going to go in ready to throw the ball all over the yard, and that is not what the situation called for. And say this, if, if you would have scripted the way you want a defense to play you, this is what you would ask yep. for if you're the Ravens. Go put a bunch of little bodies in there, bro. Like, like, we'll make this a gritty, nasty football game, and that plays into our favor. We're at home. We can run the ball. We can beat We can shorten the game. All the things that if you're the Ravens, you want to do, and you do the exact opposite. Like, it, it, like the, the, they, the, the Chiefs literally gave them what they wanted, and they refused to freaking take it. It was pretty startling because it's not the team we've seen, right? And, no. and I mean, there may be a game or two throughout the year, but for the most part, this was a red-hot, stacked-looking Ravens team. To Dominique's point, the opportunity here, that, that's where the choke happens, right? You're, you're presented with an opportunity that's not likely to repeat itself. The offense was humming. You don't know what the wide receiver group's going to look like next year. It's probably going to be different. The defense was, by the way, held Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs scoreless in the second half of this game Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Their coordinator is having his second head coach interview in the last 24 hours this morning with the Seattle Seahawks. So he could be gone. You know, so the Chiefs, as you mentioned, I know they're back in the Super Bowl, but 
they, they, were, they felt kind of gettable this year, right. right? Like that nobody got them, but they felt like, so you're not going to necessarily have that opportunity again. And to show up and play your worst game, design your worst game, right? Yeah. Like, design like, your like, worst game, like, for sure. Like penalties. The Chiefs got <clears throat> five first downs by penalty. Like it was mistake after mistake. Maybe it's just, maybe I, it's, I, they got to be sick. Maybe it's just me, but every time you name one group or one player, I feel like we're letting somebody else off right. the game. Like, Amen. I, I Amen. don't want to pile on Lamar, yes. but once you start blaming the offensive coordinator, I'm like, yeah, but Lamar was messing up too. And when you he start was. blaming Lamar, I start thinking about the OC, and then I start thinking about the penalties. Oh. And it just reminds me, uh, through the course of this season with the Ravens, they haven't been beat this entire season they beat mm-hmm. themselves and I know a lot of coaches say that and they think they mean it but not like the Ravens the Ravens have actually given away all their games with the exception of the one where they benched their players to rest for the playoffs right they gave all the games that they lost they gave them away they had yeah. them under control when you they did this in this game too with dumb penalties like this taunting penalty <clears throat> with Van Noy doing the headbutt chest oh bump. my word this those, one yeah, here this offsides that you just got to tap the guy like all of that stuff is it's so much it's not like a, an organization like the Ravens are really well run and smart organizations. Right. They don't have those mistakes. But when they do, they lose. And they lost by a touchdown, right? Yep. Like I mean they yes. didn't even no, need to play even... a great game to win. That's right. But if you're gonna make these kinds of mistakes against a team that is literally in this game every year, yeah. right? Like yeah. Yeah, literally yeah, every single year knows yeah. how to win it. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. So let me ask, the, because at the end of the day, all this is right. The question who deserves the blame is literally everybody. Having said that, Lamar Jackson is the one who's going to be the MVP. Lamar yeah. Jackson is the quarterback, and the quarterback is always going to get a disproportionate amount of the credit or the blame, and he's a superstar. Yeah. So what is the right, Nick, you were just saying, yeah. what's the right part of this to put on him? What's the right thing to say about him coming out of this game? I mean, I think it's the problems that we've always seen with Lamar. No quarterback is perfect. We can find ways to criticize every player. But Lamar has always been somebody, for my taste, who's set in the pocket for too long. Yeah. And I know that going back to watching him at Louisville, he's been in the pocket for too long. I know we see those great running, scrambling highlights. If you look back in college, a lot of his best runs were design runs. Not that he can't scramble, but he loves to sit in the pocket. That's what he desires to do. And it's uncomfortable when people aren't open, when um, Spags confuses him. I saw a couple times he's looking to the wrong side of the field. I'm not a quarterback, and it's obvious to me that you want to be looking to the other side of the field when the blitz is coming from that side so you can recognize it and make the adjustment. He just seemed out of sorts throughout the course of this game. And then the other issue that Lamar has always had and it's not going to go away is he's not incredibly accurate. And when there were people open, he was missing them. And the good comes with the bad with Lamar. And I think it always, the good definitely outweighs the bad. But the problem is when you get more bad than good in a situation like this, because when he was good, like he's catching his own passes. He's he's spinning (laughs) defensive linemen off of him. And that play where he scored the touchdown, Zay, again, looking the wrong way. Snaps the ball, Zay Flowers wide open, short five-yard pass. Lamar's looking the wrong way. He spins around, gets almost sacked, shakes him off, and makes a 50-yard touchdown. It's Lamar, a 40-yard touchdown. It's Lamar being great, but it's also Lamar being inconsistent. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. He he deserves a fair share of blame. I mean, a fair share of blame here as well. He did not play well. And if you're going to say this, right, if you're going to say the MVP has to be a game changer versus a game manager, whatever this nonsense is, (laughs) he didn't elevate anybody, right? So if that's going to be the critique is he didn't elevate anybody because he did not. The issue for him, though, we talked about this the week before when they made this adjustment against a blitz. And they were like, everything started to be short, and they gave 
Stadium, if you looked at all their route concepts, yeah. they were all deep route concepts, which forced the quarterback to hold the ball in the pocket. So here's my thought. If I'm the fastest dude on the freaking field, at some point I pull that thing down and go run it, right? Like, like Lamar Jackson, for all that you want to say about him, the one thing that we know, he is an insane athlete and he's faster than most dudes on the field. So at some point, go use that. Who cares what anybody thinks you can't win from the pocket? You can't, like, don't let the outside affect what you do. Go win the game or find ways. Quick final word, Hawk, go. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would agree that Lamar needs to play better. But yeah. with that being said, to your point about the game plan, it, it didn't make sense for what this team is. You talk no. about Mark Andrews. He's an incredible tight end, one of the best in the league. Coming back into a game after he had been gone so long, it threw the offense off. Amen. It seemed like they were trying to force a two-tight end system. Yep. That's not what they've used to be successful. So things like that, exactly. I feel like, contributed. And the reality is, Lamar Jackson Don't let is football Superman. get in the way of, of, of people's you know, true opinion. <laughs> look, you know I mean, I mean? <laughs> look, the reality is, when things that go that badly, everyone has yep. to wear some of the blame. Yeah. The quarterback generally tends to get most of the attention. Speaking of which, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick the Great, will tell you the one thing he does best because it happens to be the thing that you notice the least. We're on that coming up. Plus, fourth and what were we doing here, folks? Dan Campbell, his decisions. Did they cost the Lions a trip to the Super Bowl? Everyone in our room disagrees on this. We're ready to roll. Get up on ESPN. Go! Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
Get Up is brought to you by FX's Feud, Capote versus the Swans. It premieres tomorrow, January 31st on FX, stream on Hulu. All right, we are set up for the Super Bowl, and let's do Ooh. some first impressions here, gents, before we move on to other things. Jeff, first impression, Kansas City, San Francisco. Go. Isaiah Pacheco, like what, leading rusher in the playoffs. The guy's got 12 first downs, 254 yards. He is running on this pass-led Chiefs team. Guess what? They run that rock with Andy Reid in the playoffs. It has made a monster difference. The 49ers are going to have to stop it. They have not done a great job stopping the run in the playoffs. It's going to be a huge matchup. Nick, what's your first impression? Yeah, I can't wait to see what Spags comes out with. Ooh, He's yes. been impressive all season. He had a massive class against the Ravens. He was deep in his bag. Steve Bagnola, what they call him, heard. <laughs> we'll see what he cooks up to, to stop this um, San Francisco offense. Yeah, he was he was noticeably brilliant, I thought, on Sunday. Graziano, what's your first impression of Super Bowl 58? Yeah, in part because of Dominique's. I want to see if the 49ers can get out to an early lead for a change. Yeah. They're down... Uh, you know, they're down by 17 at halftime the other day. They're down by seven going into the fourth quarter the week before. They had to come back twice. That's not how we think of them, and good for them for being able to do it. But I don't think they should take that chance again. <laughs> yeah. And certainly not against Patrick Mahomes. bringing them back. Hawk, what are you watching for? First impression, Super Bowl. I- I'm watching how the 49ers plan to stop Mr. Travis Kelsey Swift because the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, were perfectly positioned for it. They had the defense, they had the players, Cal Hamilton an all-pro, and yet they could not stop him. The way that this Chiefs offense runs positionless football when it comes to Travis Kelsey, his route concepts, and him and Mahomes' chemistry, it's almost impossible. Route to stop. concepts? Yeah. Travis don't run no route concepts. <laughs> that's the point. He's open. And, open. and, and, and Travis, yeah, that's like backyard run, football. That's like front running route. Uh, there's, no run, there's no route. Get open, I'm yeah. going to throw it to you. That's the, that's the route concept. Is it literally that simple? Yes. It is. You're it watching is. them play, and it's like, what is that? That's a hook curl. That's like a, a, a corner comeback. There, there's a route tree with numbers. And he is adding and subtracting and multiplying them, and it's turning out to work out perfectly. When I went to New England before I retired, and they gave me the place, the place, and I'm like, look at the place, and I would look at Julian Edelman, Amendola, and Tom Brady run on the on the field, and I'm like, these aren't the same plays (laughs) that I have in my playbook. (laughs) That's That's where Mahomes and Kelsey are because they're not running traditional concepts. The defenses they're throwing against aren't the way that you would read it. No quarterback could do it, but they have such chemistry that Kelsey could take his time. Get open. Mahomes will buy time. That he will put the ball wherever it needs it's to be. It's never a ru- – the thing of beauty of that is – and this was the same with Gronk and Brady. There's ne- it, it's, it's not about speed. It's about efficiency. And it mm-hmm. takes time to develop, and they allow it to happen, and then it's just like me and you. It's a great example of what Patrick Mahomes has turned himself into. Yeah. You know, we talk about Mahomes, and I've said many times on this show, we try and show it, I say every week, like, this is a perfect oh, example. Man. Come on. Every, every week he does one thing – that in a previous generation, we would have said, that's the play of the decade. Uh He does it every single week. And because he does the spectacular things, the no-look, the left-handed pass, all that stuff, I think we overlook what is actually his greatest attribute. But it was very much on display, I thought, on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes is the best game manager in the National Football League. We we have bastardized that term. We have turned it into something that it was not meant to be. To me, managing the game means winning from the quarterback position. He does that. Forget all the spectacular stuff. He does that 
the way the Tom Brady's of the world did. I think you're absolutely right. And in that game, I don't want to take anything from the Ravens' defense. They were outstanding. But I also recognize that Patrick Mahomes had two early drives that were successful in that game. And then he recognized that the Ravens weren't doing anything. And the only way that the Ravens were going to do something was with an interception or a sack fumble. And from the course of that rest of that game, while the Ravens' defense was good, Patrick Mahomes didn't fold up shop. They were not taking any risk. And I think that's to your point. It's somebody who's secure in their place in history, someone who's not trying to prove anything, (laughs) someone who's been there a thousand times and knows the tempo of the game and knows what's needed, and then when they needed him to be special, you know what? And Bomani Jones made this point to me a couple days ago, how uh, Patrick Mahomes criticized himself when MBS couldn't catch that ball yeah. because he said, maybe I should have took something off of it. Right. He did. He, he did. took something off and of he it. Caught it. In that game, <laughs> MBS, he took, he actually meant it. Ooh. And when we think about Mahomes being here's the play. play right here where yeah. you go back to that drop MBS had and Mahomes said, no, I'm not going to criticize him. I'm going to take something off of it. We talk about Mahomes like he is the modern day Jordan. There's a major difference. Jordan yeah. would have punched MBS in the face. Right. Patrick Mahomes took his, had his back, supported him, and adjusted to make it work for him. Our modern-day Jordan is a little bit different. I had somebody, a defensive coordinator, say to me late in Tom Brady's career, he's, the thing he's elite at, his top skill, is winning the game. Like, and not, but seriously, though, like whatever that is that week. And I think Mahomes has, has certainly gotten to that point where we're saying that about him. He reminds me, they remind me of those Yankee teams I covered in the early 2000s, like toward the end of the Joe Torre dynasty, right? They were still good enough to beat you if you made mistakes because they weren't going to. Even if you, even if you had more talent than they did, don't, don't play, don't do what the Ravens did. Yeah, yeah. That's why the answer to the question on the screen is no. Tom Brady is the greatest game manager of all time. Of that, there is no question. The point is, Mahomes does that now as well as he does yeah. anything else. We just don't notice it because every now and again he sneaks in one of these or he yep. throws it left-handed and you say, oh, look how spectacular right. he is. But that isn't why they win. Well, that's the evolution of the Cam Newton take of game changer mm-hmm. versus game manager. To be an elite quarterback, you need game-changing talent and the ability to manage a game. Because so many times we see quarterbacks with so much talent, and then late in the game when a decision needs to be made, maybe a single play, maybe a single run, maybe the way you go about it, and they can't do it, they don't come away with the win. Patrick Mahomes always knows what it takes to win a football game, and he has the ability to make the game-changing plays when they're necessary. When you're the best, very much like Tom Brady, it did not matter who you had at wide receiver. And I think that you could pay me for that because I will fill in the gap to your point about MBS. This year has yeah. been fully on display to say we know that they don't have one of the better receiving right. cores in the league, and yet here they are in the Super Bowl again. And, and let, me, let me say the game-changing portion of this. Think about it because Himbo sent me this stat this morning. In six playoff games, Mahomes has had zero sacks and zero turnovers. Six and oh, because you give up. You talk about managing game. Don't take sacks, which are bad plays, lead to fumbles, mm-hmm. live to all kinds of issues, and don't turn the ball over. To, to, to your point, he's, he's done this his entire career. We just don't talk about it, but he will not give games away. You go through six playoff games without a sack or a turnover, the two largest, you know, most impactful plays from a defensive side, and you won't give them up, get rid of the ball, go run the ball, whatever he has to do, 
That is why you win football games. That's management of a football he, game. He dials the risk profile up and down based on what is necessary yep. in the game. It seems like watching them, particularly in this year of the playoffs, is they want to get to the end of the game as quickly as possible. Yeah. They want it to be close, and they want to be at the end because they know that's when their biggest advantage is because they have someone who can control the game in a way that no mm-hmm. one else has. So you see this in previous iterations of this team when they didn't have this great defense and they had better playmakers. They're like, all right, we're going to outscore you. But right now they're like, no. Let's run the ball, hope you run the ball. Let's get to the fourth quarter and hope it's a one-score game because we know we'll win. And again, leading back to the Ravens, you saw them doing this, and you didn't change your game. Like You saw the Chiefs go, hey, we're going to be patient. Let's just let this thing put all the pressure on them. And you still didn't change the plan, which is just craziness. Sunday was about coaching in so many different ways, and that brings us where we're going next. Detroit, the Coach Campbell controversy. Did he get it all wrong while still getting it all absolutely right? The debate will be fascinating. Plus, the taunting penalty that changed everything on Sunday. The refs got the call right. That doesn't necessarily mean there isn't anything wrong. Our crew is fired Dan's up. League. Dan's League. Dan's League. No fun league. Dan's League. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We are back, bottom of the hour. Get up on ESPN. Graziano has got overreaction Tuesday. So I'll say something that I think people are generally saying, and then Dan will tell us whether or not it's an overreaction. Dan, if we were to say this year was the best chance Lamar Jackson is going to have to win a Super Bowl, is that an overreaction? It's not an overreaction. I mean, because it could turn out to be. This is the best team he's ever had, right? And and the defense was playing at an elite level. And the Chiefs were kind of, you know, at, at some point this season, not looking like themselves. And I, I think this might turn out to have been the best shot that they have uh, in Baltimore with Lamar to win it. And that would be a major source of regret. So much disappointment there. Meantime, on the other side, I keep hearing this. If I said Andy Reid might retire mm. if they win in a week and a half, is that an overreaction? I don't think it is. Now, I'm not sitting here saying it's going to happen, but this has kind of been floating out there for a while in NFL circles. The idea that, that Andy Reid could decide to walk away at some point and that that point could turn out to be this year. I think where I've landed at this point is I put the chances of this happening under 50%, like, meaning I think it's more likely that he's back next year, but I don't think it's zero. Which is fat. He's always yeah. seemed like a lifer, right? Like the kind of guy who's going to be there right, longer than this. Anyway, let, let's go then to yeah, another we'll coach. There are people who are saying Dan Campbell's coaching decisions cost the Lions a shot at the Super Bowl. Is that an overreaction? Of course it's an overreaction. There are a lot of reasons the Lions lost this game, and Dan Campbell deciding to go for it on fourth and short a couple times in the second half uh, is not the chief reason, if it's a reason at all. Look, 
He, this is, he made the decision that this was the best play for his team at the time. It's the way he's coached throughout the year. He felt confident that they had, you know, getting two yards and the benefit that would come with that outweighed uh, the benefit of trying to kick a longer field goal, and, and that's it. But uh, there were a lot of other things that went on in the second half of that game that are the reason they lost. Okay, fair enough. I want you to hear what Booger McFarland had to say about it yesterday. Yeah. And then because I, I couldn't find any support for my side of this argument yesterday, but thankfully my friend Booger was on the right side. Listen to what he said. I thought Dan Campbell got out coached severely in the second half. And I truly understand Dan Campbell loves to go for it on fourth down. Everybody's going to talk about analytics, and I truly understand that. But at some time, you have to play the game that day and understand how your team is playing. That's when the game turns. Okay, so, so there's a lot of different elements to this. Let's start with the fourth down decisions, mm -hmm. which for me are low on the list of the issues I have with the way he coached the second half of that game yesterday. But we all know what he did. He eschewed two field goal attempts to go for it on fourth and shorts and both times didn't get it. <clears throat> well, did he make the right or wrong decisions, Jeff? I think they were the wrong decisions. And, and I, I, I will say this. And listen, the, the analytics, whatever it is, it's 50-50. It's all these things. I agree with Booger on the situation that you're in at the moment. Moment is real. Listen, I'm a player who was down 21 to 3 in AFC Championship game that I won. I coached a team that we were up 30 or whatever it was and we lost. Momentum is real and at some point you want to stop the bleeding for lack of a better term. Find a way to put some points up. Put some flip the pressure back to San Francisco and make them make plays. It is it is it statistical whatever, all the arguments, all that, but to Booger's point, there are moments in games where you know. And let me just say this just cuz this infuriates me. When everybody's like, oh, it's execution. Every football play is execution. Every coach can show you every play how this play should have been successful. So if you tell me that the play wasn't set because they didn't execute, that's every play. And the chance of you executing perfectly every time is non-existent. So every play is execution. So if they'd have done it right, they would have, oh, of course, that's every play. You and Booger and Greeny don't get to use analytics as a buzzword. It was like 50-50. You try yeah. to, you, you try to say analytics. Yeah, well, to do it, start, it started with um, Booger saying that. The fact of the matter is what I don't understand is how could a bunch of football Football players and football people and football fans ask for less football. We're in a situation where the choice is we can play football here, 50% chance, or 50% chance, let's go play soccer. I choose to play football. Oh, Why are we kicking word. field goals when there's a 50? If it's because that's how we chance, win because we go only scores. No, you also win by by executing at ask, a football ball. Ask Tom Brady about Adam Vinatieri kicking field goal playing soccer. You win championships. Okay, when you have to, you do it. But you said all plays are about execution as if field goals are not also about execution. You can yeah. miss that too. So let's assume right. that you missed the field goal and assume that you missed the fourth down. I'd rather go, and out, rather go out trying to win the game by playing football. Because the benefit of hitting that fourth down is more significant than right. the benefit of getting three points. Because you get, to run, turn it over the next you get to run more time. Well, of course not. Yeah. You turn it over the next play. But, yeah. Well, if your field goal gets Let blocked, get Hawking, what are we doing? I, but there's still a, a, a probability that you have a higher likelihood of hitting the field goal than you do hitting the fourth down. If yeah. it is 50-50, on top of that, it leads to points. And there's also the element of your actual players. I'm okay with the first gamble on the fourth down because that is the way the Lions are played. Mm -hmm. That's why the players react to Dan Campbell that way. But the second one for me, I felt like they should have kicked because as a head coach, you have to understand the situation and the scenario. And I have been on sidelines where you yep. go in those drives and now you have two drives and you walk away with no points. There is an effect that happens to your belief with, in your mind. With two minutes play. left, it's you had the though. same position if you had seven minutes left in the game. You could have done the same thing. It's, I, it's funny you say that because I actually liked 
the second one better than the first one. I thought the first time he went for it on fourth down, they were in a position right where they were up by two touchdowns, and it was only the second possession of the second half, and they were already halfway through the third quarter. Right. So at that point, if you're feeling the game, you're thinking there aren't a lot of possessions left. And it was and a shorter kick. Three, and it was right? a shorter kick, and it would have made it a 17-point 45 yards. It's not nothing. By the way, that no, but it was shorter than for the, his the career is, is 62.5% on 40-plus field goals outdoors. Okay. Like, this, a field goal is not a sure thing. But I need to bring something else up. Take the points. Because everyone has made this about the fourth down decisions. No. There were two other things that need to be said. The first of them is obvious. The decision to run the ball on third down with a minute five left is inexcusable. Literally yes. inexcusable. If Mike McCarthy did this, we would have had him arrested. Forget about fired. We would have literally sent the police to the stadium to arrest him. This is coaching malpractice. It's as bad a decision as you can make in a football game. But I don't even want to focus on that. Okay, okay. We, we, because this is too obvious. It just seems yeah. like it's low no, one, fruit. no one who has ever watched a football game understands what he was Should doing. Because, because, yeah. it cost, because it cost him a timeout. It cost right. him a timeout. Right. And thus, what he ended up needing. They, the, the, yeah. the most valuable thing you have right. when you're down two possessions is, Time. is three timeouts. That's right. Once you, call, once you call one of them, you might as well have none of them That's left. Right. But let's even put that to the side. In the first half of this game, which the Lions dominated, they ran the ball 21 times for 148 yards. Yeah. They have a 17-point lead. In the second half, they ran the ball seven times. Yep. What the actual yeah. Let it go. Let are it, let you it fly. doing? You've got the game. You're dumb. Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery are destroying them yep. in this game. We're showing the one play where he fumbles. They ran the ball ridiculously effective. In the first half, they ran the ball 21 times and threw it 20. Yep. In the second half, they threw the ball 21 times and ran it seven with the lead practically the whole time. So this is why being a coach sucks. Because if he comes out there and runs the ball a bunch and they don't have success, they come back and lose, you're going to say that you got this way by being aggressive. They miss on the fourth downs. You got this way by being aggressive. Don't shrivel up in the big moment. What do you mean shrivel up, Dominic? No, they were dominating the game on the ground. So listen to me. So that's a great point you made. So this is what I would say. So Dan Campbell's aggressiveness in the season won them games. So how does it not cost you games when you aren't successful at it? And then when people say, is, is it his fault? Yeah, it's his fault. Because yeah. if you're going to give him the credit for doing it in the season, give him the blame in the in the postseason. Because, because to his point, by the way, you went freaking gun, no backs on one of the fourth down where it's all about execution. What BS is that, bro? If you're a dominant football team, that is not when you do those things. Both passes, one drive, it's a joke. What we talk about is how great their offensive line is. Penny Sewell, right. they're lining him up at tight end. Yeah. He's running in motion in the first half. Where was that? There are absolutely ebbs and flows of a game, and there is being unnecessarily risky. And it does Agreed. play into the fourth down scenario. It does play into two-point conversion versus the Cowboys. You yep. are taking yep. risks all the time, and that is a game-changing quality. But there's points in the game you have to manage it. That's right. And that is the same conversation so we have about quarterbacks it. for head coaches, and that was the issue for the Detroit Lions. In the Cowboy game, it was all upside, no downside, right? They weren't going to have a worse seed in the playoffs if they lost that game, but it could have been better if they won it. Mm. So that made sense in terms of that particular game. Obviously not the case here. <laughs> the downside is your season ends, uh, mm -hmm. and so these decisions get scrutinized a lot more. But look, I mean, 
you coached. Yeah. Like, is there not someone in your ear telling you, like, we've, we've worked all this out. In this situation, on this yard line, at this time of game, with this many yards to go, we go for it. We yeah. don't kick. There right? was. And I did Pittsburgh, and you butchered me the day after the Pittsburgh. No, no. I, but but so wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Either, we did, actually. So either way, we but came in the guy in the ear does tell true. you that, and you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> we but did. For, that's did. the fourth yeah. down decisions. Yeah. Those are different to me. So this is just about that. Why did they go away from what was working? Hold on. We're talking about managing the game. Yeah. Managing the game, you have to take into account all the variables. Yes. And I think one of the variables that Dan Campbell had in his mind before he showed up was our defense is not very good. We're good at the run, but we give up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. We are up by 14 points right now going into the second half. That's not going to be enough. And it wasn't. And I think he played the second half in a way where he's thinking, we got to score more points. We got to score more touchdowns. Sure. And that is a way to manage the game. Yeah. Because it didn't work, we're looking back at it and saying it's that it is. Not. Dominique, it's what not. are you talking about? The game they ran for three touchdowns in the first right. half. Agreed. Right. I understand. I'm, Why would you I'm stop? I'm not arguing that he should have stopped running the ball. I'm saying that uh, his mindset in the second half was be aggressive. I didn't like them throwing fleet flickers after they ran for eight yards. I didn't like them doing that thing. I didn't like them taking it out of hands, but they handed Jameer Gibbs and he fumbles. I'm saying that this game was decided by a a pass off the face mask and a Jameer Gibbs fumble. And we're talking about all of Dan Campbell's decisions as if those were the real impacts. The real impacts was that flute play off of the face mask and Jameer Gibbs fumbling. Which happened every... There's all kinds of plays that happen like that. If Gibbs doesn't fumble, maybe they run the ball 20 times in the second half. I mean, they were just getting going in the second half. It was only second time they had the ball. The yeah. issue is if you give them credit for it, you got to give them blame for it as well. You have to blame. If, if it doesn't work out, then own the blame. That's if, you're if we're blaming the Ravens' that's game not, plan for their absurd. loss, how can it's we too, not blame so them? Okay. Aggressive. That so is aggressive. There's an upside and a downside. That's the to definition it. of results over process. Yes. If you are saying that the process that you prefer is an aggressive one, then when the process okay. that you prefer Wait. fails, you have to accept no, no. that sometimes it fails. I don't understand what you're saying. Were the, were the Lions as good a running team all year long That's as any important. in the NFL? Yes. Absolutely. Why That's would you important. stop doing no, it I'm not in the most important part of the game? We're talking about general, like, we're trying to group the fourth down decisions along no, with No, I'm separating the, those okay. two yeah, things yeah, yeah. as best I can. Okay, separate them. Run the ball more. I'm not going to disagree with you there. That's, that, yeah. That's no coaching. That that we don't have a discussion. That was the unnecessary aggression, was throwing the football that much in the second half when you have a 14 So let me ask you this. From a player's perspective, are you telling me that a three-possession game doesn't feel different to you than of a two possession. So if you take an easy field goal or a, or a makeable so, field goal and you're up three, you're telling me in your head as a player you oh, don't feel completely Jeff. different because you and I both know that's not Jeff, facts. I'm 100% with you. They missed it. I wish they would have kicked it. Yeah. If, they, if they get the first down – then we're all saying this is a much better decision. I'm still saying it's they should. It's a much it. better. So, okay, you're telling Andy me Reed that you'd rather be up. Goal in the would second you quarter be, against them? I thought it was you, a dumb play. Would you rather them. be up 17 or 21? That's like, you're asking okay. me obvious questions, and I'm asking you okay. obvious questions. But somehow my obvious question, you're like, no, that doesn't make sense. I have to, it does. I have to go to a break. We yeah. will, As I predicted, we have more to say about this, and yeah, we, we will as it. we go. <laughs> uh, but we will continue in just a moment here. Oh, we got good basketball coming away tomorrow night. KD and the Suns in Brooklyn take on the Nets, 8.30 Eastern on ABC. Then Dames return to Portland. Bucks taking on the Trailblazers. That's 10 Eastern on ESPN. Coming up, another debate. The taunting penalty that changed everything Sunday in Baltimore. The refs got the call right. That doesn't mean there wasn't anything wrong. Our crew is fired up to talk about this, and Jeffrey has a crate for us this morning. Go! Oh, Tremari Connor for the Chiefs. You want to talk about physical football? The Chiefs play. Oh, my goodness! <laughs> Guess what? Oh. 
thumb down on a blunt, look up, and take one in the chin. You know what my man felt? He received it and laid it up on the field. There you go. Keep it. And by the way, he went and found another one, too. If you let the play go, this is a thing of beauty. Trying to get around him, trying to avoid. No, sir. I'm going to drop you down. Nasty play. Chiefs were more physical all day, which was a shot to all of us. Come back. we got some more cakes later. on get up so here's another controversial moment in the AFC championship game Zay Flowers makes this catch Legereus Neat who winds up having the biggest play of the game a few snaps later on Zay Flowers makes the tackle Flowers he gets up you've seen it by now the shove the spin the flag they call him for taunting it's something we all saw coming Joe Burrow watching the game didn't like the call Joe Burrow immediately tweeted let the guys taunt which begs the question to taunt or not to taunt? Yeah. That is the question. Come on. Let me start with my wide receiver on, over man. here. Hawk, to... to taunt or not to taunt? Absolutely. Should that be a penalty? Let the guys taunt. For sure, because there's so much emotion that goes into the game. You know how hard it is to make big plays in the playoffs, to score touchdowns? Say Flowers is 5'9", 180 pounds. You don't think he's getting – if an opportunity comes to flex <laughs> on national TV after a big play, you should let it do it. Absolutely. Well, all you got to do is turn around. No. Like, if you turn around and do it the other way, there's no flag. That's true. You do the exact same thing. But he's all the ball, too. Yeah. Let the guys taunt. Also, let the guys get their ass whooped. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that, right? no, no. So I, I, I am not in favor of us over penalizing guys showing emotion and celebrating. Don't you dare stand over me and spin the ball on my helmet, and then I gotta get up and walk back to my huddle like ain't nothing happened. No, it's gonna lead to something. It's gonna lead as a defensive player, and we don't get that opportunity very often to taunt. And if a player has all the rules in their favor, then they make a play and then they go act like they God's gift. I'm going to fight somebody. We going to fight need, everybody. I need that heat. I don't need that heat. And that's yeah. why the rule exists, by the way. Yeah. Like, the rule exists because coaches have asked owners over the years to enforce this rule because they don't want fights to start, people get thrown out of games, etc. That I'm not want, saying right or wrong. Don't don't like no That's the motivation hey, hey, for the hey, rule. Hey, 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 I'm going to start it. Then Ray and Suggs are going to come and handle it. They got exactly. you, better, you better stop playing. Chad, let me hear from, let me hear from an offensive lineman. I'm, I, I'm all about taunting. I think, just, I think it's fun. If I knock man. you down and I'm standing over the top of you or there's other things I can do to you while you're on the ground right, and I get up and we talk this thing, know it, know, is so, it is hard freaking work to be successful in the NFL. If you are good at it Thank and you, you can talk it, talk Our director is, is Will today. Will, can we show the Josh Allen one? So Josh Allen against Cincinnati uh, got called for taunting for something entirely different. I just want to get the opinion of the group here. Should this be – see, he's going for a touchdown. Up, no. Points at him. Uh-huh. So good. 15-yard penalty. Love it. That's the penalty. Come on. No, I, I you don't love that? Nate, Nate, Nate I, I don't hate that one. However, come on. Josh Allen out here doing that, doing fake slides, and then all of a sudden running people over. Like, this is infuriating for a defensive player. You guys <laughs> change the rules every year to make it hard on us. Then you want us to get humiliated also? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You can talk back. Oh, talking is one thing. Pointing in my face is another. But when you what is this? What is, don't don't do talk to him. No, we don't do what that. What is this? You don't do this? We put the strap on. You turn, know how many times back, I had to lay on my back? Up. Hey, hey, you turn on your back and you put him in the baby seat. 
Look, you, you, you know how many times I had to lay on my back right. and see a receiver yeah. going like this over or a DB right. yeah. over top of me on a third down? And we gotta watch y'all get up after a nine-yard catch. I'm sitting there like this. See how much more fun this is? This is why we want to include it. It's more fun. This is wait. I got to right. get up slow. Let, let's do a dramatic reenactment. Let's hear what it actually sounds like. Bearing in uh, mind, no, okay. yeah. most, most of the actual language is not going to be yeah, yeah, suitable yeah. for television. Yeah. But okay. you just caught a pass on Neek, okay? So oh, you just yeah. caught this. All right, boom. Right, caught it. Down. Now, down. What are you gonna, what, show I'm, me what's going to happen. I'm spinning, yeah. and I'm okay. like that. And I'm flexing yeah, on him. Yeah, show him what's up. You know what time it is? Let's go. Let's go. All day. Let's go. All day. We're right here. A whole brawl at this point. Don't move. I need some help. But, like, what are you saying? Look at me, everybody. What is he saying? Where are you actually saying? We already saying? were. In yeah. that moment. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time you out. You caught the what, ball. What did you actually say? In okay, this, in, all, in all seriousness. What would you say to him? You go into a game, and, and I said this to, to Dominique. Like, before the game, if I am crushing Dominique, there is a way to stop. This is a physical game. They are coming to hit me. So I have to go in against the Ravens, and this is honest to God truth. When I play Ray Lewis, when I play Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed, I have to Jedi trick my mind to believe I am tougher than them. Yeah. I am better than them. Yeah. They can't stop me. Right. They got dealt a bad hand when yeah. Hawk stepped oh, on the field. Oh, oh. And so when I catch that rock on third down or I scoot past the Ray Lewis tackle, my mind is already there. I'm already in that character. Yeah. That's right, Way. You yeah. know what time it is. Yeah. Ray who? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. A, I love no, it. Not, not real Ray. We're not no, no, no. And then, yeah, okay. real no and then after the game, I come to my senses and I'm knock like. Knock your neck loose. <laughs> Let's do the pancakes. <laughs> Let's go. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. <laughs> so let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. Right. Yeah. Oh, we back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. bam. That's how we start this off. Let's go. It's a thing of beauty. We are back! Can we do one more thing? Oh, I love it. Oh. All right, the energy is ready. Let's go! Jeffrey, take it. Y'all, one of the most physical, give it! Hey, one of the most physical weeks in football. This was a thing of beauty. How about Panay Sewell? Oh. Out, look at his face. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Take him for a ride and dump him. My favorite part is he knocks him out of bounds. If the back puts his foot in the ground, gets up, and you get more yardage, don't worry about Warner inside there. But this big man in space, oh. by the way, they put him at tight end. He was just a thing of beauty all day. If you hadn't watched it, go back and just watch their own oh, face mask. We're giving one because it's a little guy, but that's still nasty with the athleticism out there. Hey, John Simpson coming from the Ravens. Put this thing over. Watch the pull and watch somebody. Oh, oh my God. goodness. When you take them, they try to fill the hole, and then you dump them. You talk about trash talk oh, right there. Rags. As he goes over and drag them, and then talk oh. about it. Tell him, I owned you. I put you in the dirt. You knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Don't act like you didn't see me coming on that freight train. <laughs> Here we come, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Two for John Simpson. That's a, that's a pretty exciting football right there. Oh. George Kittle, y'all. Oh. Let me just tell you, oh. my, my, my X speed blew up on this. This, hey, don't make excuses. You got buckled. Oh. You both feet oh. together like oh, this, God. and you got dominated you, by a 250-pound tight end. Oh. But you cannot let that happen to you, my man. I, I don't care how good. Everything oh. buckled. Oh. Everything oh. buckled. <laughs> one hand was like, please, God, let me grab somebody to help me. But no, sir, <laughs> you received it by George Kittle. That's what I'm talking about, Kittle. Three pancakes. That is as nasty as it gets wow. right there. <laughs> Woo! All right, the pancakes have been served. That was what a morning we got working here. That. As we <laughs> continue, the Lamar letdown was Sunday his best chance to bring Baltimore back to the top. We're talking about oh. it right after this. Oh, man. 
Let's see, flexing on that. Oh yeah, flex. Let him know. Let him know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, flex on that. Bronze. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.